Hey, juicers. I'm Brooke. And I'm Alyssa. And this is... For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Woo! <laughs> um, welcome back to episode... Seven. seven. Is it seven? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What I a journey. Believe. Yeah. It's already been seven episodes. That's weird. Yeah. That's like seven weeks worth of... Yeah. recording wow and we're getting close to 2000 listens yeah and we have almost 900 people in our facebook group yes add your friends guys um anybody that's creepy and weird yeah <laughs> add them in. um pretty excited about this episode um also two weeks from now um we have another listener juice coming up yes so, so send in your stories send them send them send them um, to our gmail mm-hmm. um which we'll plug at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hope everybody's doing well. And um, we have um, that new merch still on yeah. our uh, store frontier. Yes. And um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. well, we're gonna do the the, gi- the, the, the giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll they'll see that before this. Yeah. So whoever <clears throat> the lucky winner is, congratulations. Um, thank you guys so, so much for your reviews. They are much, much appreciated. Yes. Thank you guys so much. And I'm sure we will do another giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. We'll figure out something fun to do. Maybe, maybe when we get to like 2000 listeners. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate that. Absolutely. So, um, if you haven't left us a review on, uh, Apple podcasts, please do. The more reviews we get, um, the more listeners we can potentially get. Yes. Get us out there, guys. Yes, please do. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Mm -hmm. Past all the the first three pretty awkward episodes. I've (laughs) literally been telling everybody, I'm like, the first two aren't so great, so don't give up on us. Right, yeah, just power (laughs) on through. Hopefully we sound better. I mean, our first episode is our most listened to episode, which... Probably because they're starting at number one, and I'm hoping they're not giving up after number one. Well, that was what I was going to say, because we have, like, like 415 listens on that episode, I think it was. And then, like, the rest of them are, like, in the 200, so, like, 200 people were, like, (laughs) nah. (laughs) Sorry about that. But to you guys that have stuck with us, we love you. Yes, we do. Love you so much. (laughs) We had one girl today actually say that she re-listened to all six of our episodes, which which I thought was fantastic. So, I haven't even done that. I'm like, she has been listening to us all day long. I know. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you. That's so sweet. I don't even think I listened to our most recent one. I did. I, I always did. listen before I, it hits. I know. need to, but I just... I hate hearing myself like I, I, I typically listen to your part and then i just kind of like <laughs> listen to the beginning of mine and i'm like oh god oh whatever oh jesus well i think we well i have a pretty interesting story today it's not murder related it is paranormal so Yay. you're welcome to the paranormal junkies out there that have been waiting for a paranormal story yeah we literally haven't done one besides like the listener juice yeah i feel like doing research on a paranormal it's harder there's not as much there's not like solid fact yeah. like with this one i did a lot of research on reddit and you know that's all just hearsay, hearsay. yeah but still yeah yeah cool we needed one of these so 
so hope you guys get your fill. This is actually one that when I heard it, I never heard it until I listened to um, a podcast episode about it, and it genuinely freaked me the fuck out. Like, it genuinely freaked me the fuck out. I was so paranoid that... Oh, God. Something was going to knock at my door. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I locked all my doors at night. <laughs> well, I hope you do that anyway. Jesus. Well, I do. I mean, my doors stay locked 24-7 because of Titus. Yeah. But I double-checked, triple-checked. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess... I'll just go ahead and start, unless you have more to say, do you? No, no, not that I can think of. I'm excited for the paranormal. All right. Well, so my story um, today, I'm going to go ahead and read you somebody's quote unquote firsthand account on it, and then I'm going to kind of get into what it is. But I'm sure a lot of you will know what it is based off this first story. So, in 1996, um, this guy named Brian Bethel, who was a journalist from, um, God, I meant to uh, figure out how to pronounce this, but I think it's Abilene, Abilene, Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, how do you say that? Do you know? Well, Abilene, I believe. Abilene, okay. Um, he wrote about this particular sighting of a strange occurrence that happened to him. Uh, in Bethel's report, he describes a late evening out in his vehicle. In his <laughs> there you go. A late evening out in his vehicle, uh, he had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. What was that? What was that? <laughs> it's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. I have to drive home in the dark. After what this. was that? Seriously. I don't know. I thought it was your printer at first, but when I looked, nothing was coming out of the printer. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, he was out late in his vehicle um, near a movie theater trying to write a check. I think it was to pay his phone bill. Um, he was so absorbed in writing the check that he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. Um he didn't really notice them until the older boy tapped the driver's side window and Bethel rolled down his window and noted immediately like a soul racking fear. Oh, like upon, if you guys hear that in the background, the neighbor is mowing his lawn at seven thirty PM. <laughs> he literally started right before we started recording it. I'm like, great. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> if you hear it, you may not. I don't know. It's, it's weird that a lot of times we don't hear the background noise. Like I thought we would. Yeah, it it doesn't always. There's no way they can't hear that. There's no way. <laughs> it's so loud. If you hear it, we're sorry. We apologize. So, anyways, he was immediately filled with a soul racking fear, uh, just you know, just just terror. Yeah, and dread, and just. Oof. Yeah, um, but he couldn't understand why. Because I mean, these were just two young, two young boys, you yeah. know. Um. The older boy said that he and his brother wanted to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie, but had forgotten their money at home, and they asked Bethel to give him a ride, or give them a ride. Back home? Yeah, to get their money. They assured him that it wouldn't take long, they were just two kids, and they didn't have a gun. <laughs> so, of course, like anybody, <laughs> Bethel felt that very unnerving and strange that they'd be like, Oh, we, don't, we don't have a gun. We don't have a gun. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> 
Oh, God. So, um, where was I at? So, he also noticed that the last showing of the film that they were trying to see had already started. And by the time, you know, he took them home to get their money and then back, the movie would be, like, nearly over with. Yeah. So, um, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all encompassing and it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out (laughs) yeah you imagine oh my god nope so the older boy began to get uh frustrated with when bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get into the car oh and they said oh god Oh, okay, yeah. They said that they couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. So he's like, no, I'm not going to give you a ride. I kind of got to go do this. I, you know, my, my I got to go do more important stuff. Yeah. And they're like, we can't get in the car unless you say it's okay. Well, duh. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you no. I just said no. <laughs> I would just like pull off and be like, all right, later. Well, that's exactly the next line. Bethel tore out of the parking lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> black-eyed kids in Hell the parking no. lot. Nope, if a nope. black-eyed kid was like, we can't get in unless you say it's okay, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> See ya. Oof. Yuck. So, what were these two kids that Bethel saw? That is, like, so haunting, I feel. Uh. Um. We don't know exactly what they are, but they are referred to as the black-eyed kids. Wow. So these kids are basically like an urgent, or urgent, an urban legend that resemble children aged from like six to sixteen uh-huh. or something like that. They're extremely pale, and they always fill you with a sense of dread upon seeing them. Yeah. Uh, their clothing and manner of speaking and moving might seem outdated, or sometimes it doesn't really make sense what they're saying. Oh. Yeah. Um, like it just jumbled, kind of. Not even jumbled. It's like, it, like they don't, un- it's like they don't understand earthly concepts. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so it seems like, um, it's like that, I guess, with every language that they speak it's it's like they know the words to stuff but they don't always know like what you use that word for or what that item is like they could you know be like and what context to use it right exactly gotcha so um although the black-eyed kids were originally documented in the u.s um there have been more settings around the world after this report kind of came out so notably, their most prominent feature, of course, are their black eyes. Yeah. So like, imagine an eye, but instead of having like the iris and the pupil and the cornea, it's just like solid black. Just solid black, yeah. As if like the cornea was just black, and oh. they didn't have the iris or the pupil. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Despite the feeling of dread and the pitch black eyes, these children don't always appear to be threatening. 
you may let your guard down to let these children into your home. Yeah, no. Or to your car. Nope, sorry. Which is exactly what they want. So They can steal your soul? I mean... (laughs) Nobody knows what they do. (gasps) Nobody fucking knows. I mean, because, like, when you open a door and you see a kid standing on your front doorstep, that's kind of a little alarming in general to me. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a younger kid, like, six. Like, what are you doing here? It's weird. But it has black eyes? Well, they say also that... You may not always notice the black eyes at first. It's like when you decide to close the door or to turn them away is when you actually (sighs) notice the eyes. So I feel like it might even be like a fear tactic. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's like once they're angered, they're um, like they're... Whatever demon is inside of them starts showing. Yeah, like or like they can't keep up that facade for for much longer. (sighs) Yeah. So they may use an excuse to get inside by asking to use like your telephone or if you can give them a ride somewhere or if they can borrow something or, you know, they're waiting for their parents or something like that. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, like in that story said, um, they can't come inside unless you say they can. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone, if a black eyed kid comes to your door, yeah, just tell them no (laughs) and shut the door and just ignore them. And I guess eventually they'll probably go away hopefully i can't remember what story it was recently but it was something and we were kind of laughing about whoever it was and we we're like well at least it behaves you know the kid <laughs> was it a demon or something oh that's oh, what it was in one yeah. of our listener juice it was like a ghost boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that's funny that so many of these spirits are like you know we won't do it unless you say it's okay or you just tell us no and you know <laughs> we won't do it yeah. <laughs> i wish my kid behaved that well like <laughs> same uh, same well actually can i have a black eyed kid i'm just kidding <laughs> no. next thing you know titus is gonna look at you and his eyes are gonna be blacked out i would oh scream. punt him across the room <laughs> <Punt him>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, um, another report by um, John Bethel was he wrote um, about a couple that lived in Vermont that met some black eyed kids. And this one to me is kind of like I feel like the other one was kind of more believable than this one, but okay. Let's see. I can't wait. So it says in the snowy town within the middle of nowhere of Vermont. An elder, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. They said, parents will be here soon. May we come in? Mm. The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and the girl inside. Nope. That's a big fat nope from me. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that their cat was scared and angry with the children. Yeah. So they said at the same time, may we please use the restroom? And they disappeared. No. Oh, God. Much worse. Oh. So the wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She direct she directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband who was covering his face. Jesus Christ! <sighs> she returned to her husband who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? 
the husband asked and then he um put his hand down and it was full of blood from a nosebleed oh yeah so then the power suddenly went out and the house turned dark as the kid's eyes is what it says the wife headed to the restroom and was con- and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, our parents are here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. Eee. So then the power came back on a little while after the kids left. And throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in the pool of its blood. No. I feel like every story I cover has a dead cat. No! <laughs> I hate it. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer. What? Yeah. Oh. Crazy, right? Creepy. So I feel like that's a pretty big coincidence. Yeah. That is one, you know? You don't let those kids in. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh my God. Don't do it. Just call the police to make them stand outside. That's, uh, that's what I would what, do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if uh, if two kids came to my house I and they asked to use my telephone, I would definitely keep them outside and mm-hmm. call the police. Mm-hmm. Like, not even being scared of black-eyed kids, but, you know, like, sex traffickers will oh, yeah. use children to lure people oh, yeah. to them so they can take them. You don't let anybody in your home. Oh, they don't care definitely. if it's a four-year-old on your front porch. Right, yeah. I, I think I would, I don't know, I could see how somebody could be very easily taken advantage of in that situation especially a woman i mean you see a child on your front porch you're gonna be like oh baby oh my god what's wrong come here you know oh i read a story about this woman who was driving and she saw like a car seat with a baby in it on the side of the fucking road do you know Mm -hmm. the story yeah 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 and then they like took her away or something yeah she like got out to like get the baby and they were in the woods like waiting on her yeah they used the baby to lure her yeah and actually, I so I had put this in my notes, but then I took it out for whatever reason. But a user on Reddit had said that they think that um, the black-eyed kids primarily target women because we are more susceptible to um, being empathetic towards little children. It's like that instinct inside of women mm-hmm. that you just need to take care of a child, you know? 100%. And so if, you know, it's an age from 6 to 16, of course a woman is going to be more likely to probably help you. Uh, Yeah. And be more unguarded because it's a child, you know? because we want to nurture and, you know, like I said, oh, baby, what's wrong? Come here, oh. Right. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So here's some theories about the black eyed kids and like what they are or where they came from okay so one theory comes from the book your haunted lives the black eyed kids and um i just looked at this i just listened to this i think it i think it said iroquois do you remember i do remember okay so the iroquois indians believed in a like a dark power called the otkin 
that could take over children and an evil one who would mate with human females to produce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe <coughs> soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over by the Otkin or Otkin, I don't really know, and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all the people with Otkin or Otkin or whatever it is, mm. which is super creepy. Yeah. Like, I wonder, like, so this, it was saying, like, an Indian tribe believed that. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, what they saw that what could What experience be. they had with them. Yeah, or if it wasn't actually black-eyed kids, what was that? You know yeah. what I mean? So another theory is that since the children can't access your house without permission, um, a lot of people theorize that they're vampires. Okay. Because, you know, vampires can't. Mm-hmm. Not like Twilight vampires, but <laughs> real vampires and uh-huh. folklore and stuff can't enter your house or whatever without you, like, saying they can enter. Has anybody, like, been physically harmed by these children? Well, no. I think most people are like, no, you can't come in. Because right. when you open a door and then you're just, like, crashed with that much dread, mm-hmm. you're more likely to not do it. I mean, it might be... I don't know. It de- I guess it depends on the person. But, I mean, I guess if you do let the kids in and they do harm you, you're mm-hmm. probably just gone. <laughs> like, you can't tell the tale. Yeah. You know? Well, that makes sense. So, um, the children also sound like they're from a different century. Yeah. Like by the way they speak. Mm-hmm. Or by what they call things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes their clothes match, their dialogue so a lot of people just it's really popular in the reddit forums to think that they're related to vampires in some kind of way yeah so uh, uh, others believe that brian bethel's story of the black-eyed kids is like an early form of a creepy pasta mm-hmm. like he wrote it just to like as a creepy story or whatever yeah. and then um like he wanted to see if Anybody would go along with it. Yeah, or, like, if it would spark that thing in somebody to, mm-hmm. like, you, I guess, manifest mm-hmm. that fear. Mm-hmm. So that, like, I guess if they ran into something weird, they might think it's a black-eyed kid, you know? Right. So on Reddit, there was also a psychic answer about the black-eyed children. Ooh, what'd she say? She or he... Are psychics boys and girls? Yeah, you can be either one, but, but more like often it's, it's a female. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so the black-eyed children are elementals called childs. C-H-I-L-D-E-S and all of that is like capitalized. Okay. They are and have always been agents of God. In oh. earlier periods, they, they, they wore the local costume or dress of human children. North and south of the equator, they now wear 19th 19th century children's clothing. Dark-haired boys wear black velvet blazer and knee breeches. Wide, lace-edged collar, lacy ruffles down the front of the white shirt. Lacy sleeves. Girls wear white ankle-length satin dress with white sash at waist. Large, 
white satin bow and her dark hair tilts to one side. Both are pale with dark circles around eyes, distinctive giggling laughter as if playing a game together. So children who ascend, um, and then parenthesis it says, cross over to become angels, like to serve as child. Serving briefly as elementals help all angels move up the ranks of the angelic hierarchy, but their soul evolution is halted if they are used in a hex. Red eyes indicate a child who is caught in a curse and needs help going home to the light. Hmm. Um, child have nothing to do with blood or vamp- vampirism. Vamp- is that how you say that? Vampirism. 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 Vamp- I don't know. The vampire legend lumps two or three kids of elementals together. The viper, its victims have two tiny marks like a taser gun. The bachelu, bachelu, bat winged cat. And the blessed equals blood. <laughs> this lady is crazy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> a pale caped humanoid elemental who can help humans by giving them a complete cleansing of all their blood. Um, child participate in official hauntings and they are also sent to deliver the common cold mild cold symptoms all the way up to intense fever and chills and nose plates maybe (laughs) anyone who sees a child with red eyes should ask arc arch arc arc angle arch angle what is it archangel yes (laughs) michael for protection um so yeah that's what a psychic said about that (laughs) i don't understand it but okay but she was the only psychic i could find Mm -hmm. that really had like a description of what she believes they were so if any of you understand that there you go Hmm. but a lot of people theorize that the black-eyed children are products of aliens trying to impersonate humans i think that's a good theory uh yeah that or just like demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. The, well, others think that they are demons or a mix between like a demon and like a lost child spirit. Yes. So. Eww, that's so creepy. It was super creepy. I don't like it. Mm-mm. So to close us off, I actually have two encounters from two different people from Reddit. Okay. Um, I'd love to hear these. So this person starts out with, um, did you know you can bargain with the black eyed kids? It's not really a safe thing to do, especially if you don't hold up, hold up your end of the bargain, but it can be done. Two of them showed up at my grandparents' house a few nights ago while I was staying with them and asked if they could come inside to use the phone. By this point, I had already been reading up on the black eyed kids. I'm thoroughly infatuated with the paranormal and have always wanted to have something paranormal happen to me. Let me just go ahead and tell you, you don't. Okay. You know, you say that, but for the paranormal that I have experienced, I always liked it. But I think the reason being, because I've never experienced anything negative. Mm -hmm. I've always experienced positivity with spirits or whatever you may want to call it. 
We should do an episode soon where we kind of talk about our paranormal mm-hmm. experiences. I feel like everybody I know that has had experiences, it's all been like dark and demonic. And But me, I've never experienced anything like that, thank goodness. Yeah, well, the stories that you've told me, mm-hmm. uh, I would have been scared for sure. But it wasn't scary. I don't it know. It sounds horrifying. No, no. <laughs> they were all friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Might have all been extremely terrifying. <clears throat> So, um, I knew what to expect. I was prepared for the overwhelming fear that they can induce. Having readied myself, I told them that if they wanted to come in, I would let them, so long as they provided me with some information about themselves. They agreed, and I began asking questions. I learned a good bit about them, but there was also a lot they wouldn't tell me. After all was said and done, they demanded to be let in, and I simply close the door on them wow (laughs) uh i forgot to mention that my grandparents have two doors a screen door and then an actual door and i had been talking to them through the screen door they weren't happy with that and i could hear them demanding to be let in louder this time but i simply went to my room put in my headphones and started smoking until i passed out oh my god (laughs) same (laughs) oh no i just oh god i just scrolled up okay um They weren't letting, or they weren't there in the morning, but since then I've been dreaming of them. That's something else they can do, invade your dreams. And each time they tell me they are going to keep allowing me less and less sleep until I finally pass out somewhere they can get me. Oh my god. They said, I guess I kind of deserve it. Breaking deals with the supernatural is never a good idea. (laughs) I haven't had a full night's sleep since my encounter with them, and I can feel myself getting more and more exhausted. If you want to know more about them, just let me know. I'll tell you what I can. Hopefully they won't. They won't have gotten me by the time you read this. Somebody needs to get their hands on some sage. Or just saying. Something. Or just don't make deals with the supernatural. <laughs> like, just close do? the damn door. Just don't do open it. it at all. Like, ugh. Yeah, don't, don't do it. If you hear a knock at the door, just ignore it. Maybe peek out. To That's make what sure. I do anyway. Oh, I never... Literally, if somebody's knocking on my door, I'm like, uh-uh, not happening. I am not opening my door to a stranger ever. Yeah. Well, my, um... You can leave a note. <laughs> you know, at my old house, I didn't have as many windows as I do at the house I currently live in. And so I have that sunroom, and then I have that long wall of windows in my living room. And it's, like... It's so weird because it's my back door, but people will literally come to my back door. Yeah, that's weird. Go in the sunroom and to the back door and knock on it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, that's. That, I think, feel like they're walking in your house at that no, point. No, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's where my washer and dryer Not cool. <laughs> like, my dirty laundry. Like, what are you, my water heater? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. And so, I mean, I do have people come to the front door and I always ignore it. Mm-hmm. But I'm always scared they're going to walk around to the back and, and I have all you. those exposed <laughs> windows and I'll have no choice but to go to the door. Uh, it's. I need to get some curtains there or some blinds or something. Mm-hmm. So, this second person says, um, this was fairly recent, and the encounter I had reminded me of the Black Eyed Kids, and this subreddit that I explored a few years ago when I first read about this phenomenon. So, right now, I'm on spring break, meaning I went to my dad's for the week, and have almost nothing to do. So, late at night, I like to troll the troll the street. Maybe she meant to say troll. (laughs) Stroll. (laughs) Troll Uh, the streets. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what BTK called it. Like when he was like trolling the streets. Yeah, like when he would be like prison for a victim, he called that like trolling. Huh. <laughs> he would troll the streets. Troll. Like I have to like is there a definition of trolling that I'm not familiar with? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Keep talking. I'm gonna Google trolling. Okay. I um, just take that as like internet trolling. Yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> So they were walking alone, even if that does seem dangerous, but I only have one friend here. Anyway, Sunday night, I was out on the town alone and leaving a little pub I had found on Main Street that sold the apple ale I liked. It was around one in the morning. Um, oh my God, I'm so tired of doing that. <sighs> I'm so tired of it. Would you keep accidentally going too far up? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I did just Google um, troll. Okay. So it is another word for prowl. Which makes sense. Yeah, it does. So it's to fish by trailing a lure or baited hook from a moving boat, to search, or to prowl. So, Ew. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to start saying that. I was trolling the streets. I was trolling the streets. <laughs> Perusing. Okay. Um, she says, so, or he, I actually don't know. So, yeah, I was buzzed, two glasses, and I wore a large black sweatshirt with dark jeans to fend off creepers. It works. But I was walking back home in the dark with my phone out as a flashlight on my street. There are limited street lights on this street, though it is a relatively safe neighborhood, strictly middle class. I figured no one else would be out. I was about three houses away from mine when I looked over and saw two figures on the porch talking to a man who was shaking his head and refusing to open the screen door. I stopped cautiously at the end of the driveway, holding my phone out ready to either help or call 911. Because I had no idea what was happening, I could only think that maybe these two people were harassing the man, who looked startled and angry. Now, I by no means would have been able to help. I'm a 5'6 and roughly... I am 5'6 and roughly 130 pounds and have no fighting skills, but I felt like maybe my large hoodie made me look bigger, rougher, so I stood there watching with caution. I'm just going to go ahead and say that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not going to make you look bigger. bigger if you weigh 130 pounds. Yeah. doesn't work. No. So then I heard the voices. Two kids sounded like, and I stepped forward again curiosity at this point pumping in my veins as i involuntarily moved forward i kept walking i was halfway up his driveway and illuminated by the porch light so he could see me and i could see him and he just stood there watching please let us in we need to call our mom please you have to let us in no <laughs> that is what the voice said I might, like, hand them my phone and be like, you can give it back. <laughs> or just go away with it. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> Seriously. Get off my porch. <laughs> so the voice showed no sense of fear, just confidence mingled with, mingled with urge, urgency. Uh, I stood there with chills running down my spine and unable to move as I tried to make sense of the situation. From a normal point of view, it would look as if a grown man was refusing two children the help they needed late at night, heartless man, helpless children. But the sense of dread at that moment that filled my senses, it just didn't make sense. Why would this man look so afraid? Why? I finally cleared my throat, figuring maybe just maybe this man wouldn't help the kids or um, oh, maybe if, if this man wouldn't help the kids or the man needed help, I could still do something. The man looked up and the kids turned around. The man looked even more afraid. 
He at that point let out a yelp and slammed his door, making me jump. The kids looked at me, and I looked straight at them, every instinct telling me to make a run for it. I was almost home, and I knew for a fact my dad left the door unlocked for me. The kids came closer, becoming more seeable in the light. That's when I realized they had, like, white in their eyes. They... I think she meant to say that's why when I realized they didn't have white in their eyes, it looked just black. Okay. They slowly came toward me, not asking me anything about help, but looking slightly confused as I felt. Um, oh no. Um, I feel so stupid for saying this, but I didn't run. I wanted to, but I was compelled to stay until the taller child was right in front of me. He was only a few inches shorter than me, and I glanced down at him in a startled moment, and he stared back up at me. We have to use the phone, he said finally. His voice was eloquent. Um, If I can describe it like that. He knew what he wanted, and for being alone with a stranger at 1 a.m., he did not sound afraid. I don't have one, I said back. This time, I backed up, not not wanting him to be that close, still unable to run. Please, can we come in and use the phone? We need to get a hold of our mother, he said. Lie, my my instincts told me to lie, because it wasn't as if I could outrun them when they were in front of me now, and I stupidly hadn't ran when I had the chance, so I lied. I shrugged. I don't have a phone, and I don't live on the street or anywhere near here. I'm sorry. I knew my voice was shaking, but I couldn't help it as I slowly started backing up. I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you guys. My ride ditched me and I'm just walking until I until I find a phone too. Maybe they would leave me alone if I fig- if they figured I had nothing. Around this time my brain reminded me of the black-eyed kids and I still refused to believe it, but then I also refused to help children standing staring at me in the flesh. Mm. Um please help us. We need to be let in, the boy repeated. I shook my head. Try another house, man, or a payphone. I have change you can have, I offered. No, forget it. This time the other one spoke up. What was that? Uh, it sounded like a man. It really did. Do you know what that was? No, I don't. Do you want to pause? Hold on. Uh, yeah, let me just... Ansley? Maybe pause. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're back. <laughs> Forgive us. We literally just stopped our podcast because we just looked at each other in horror because we could have heard we we heard a man. Did, what did I say? Did I? What the fuck did I just say? We could have heard. We could have swore. What, did, what the hell did I just say? What came out of my mouth just now? No idea. <laughs> did I say? It was completely like backwards as fuck. It didn't even make sense. <laughs> I was just gonna let you go with it. I'm drunk. I'm just kidding. I'm really not. Something's wrong with me. Okay, so I don't know what the hell I just said, but I can't wait to hear this later. Anyway, we just stopped our podcast because we could have sworn we heard a man. And did I say we could have horn a man or something I stupid? I don't even know what I said either. Anyway, we could have, I, we both could have sworn that we heard a man in the hallway next to us. And it was my 13-year-old daughter burping. <laughs> I'm like, Ansley? Ansley, are you okay? And she's in her bedroom. And she's like, I burped. I'm like, 
It's not like a man said like one word. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what. And there's not a man here. I know. To hear that, it was really frightening. Oh my god. Jesus, I think we're paranoid. Well, these stories are scary, and then weird shit happens. Did I tell you? Or maybe I can't remember. Maybe she wrote it to us. But um, one of my clients that listens, mm-hmm. she said she was listening to one of our story, uh, the listener juice. Yeah. And it just like cut off. Oh, yeah. Her like stereo yeah. radio turned off while she was like driving. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that freaky? It's so weird how that kind of stuff happens. Yes. It's so weird. All right. Sorry about that. <sighs> <sighs> I cannot wait to replay this back and see what the hell came out of my mouth a minute ago. Because I don't even know what I said. I don't even but you look so confident while saying it. I thought I, I was hoping scared. You you. <laughs> oh my god! You look so confident. You look like you knew exactly you what like, you were saying. Yeah, you're just like yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Maybe I just don't know what she's saying. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I forgot where I was at. Um, so, okay, the black eyed kid said, no, forget it. Um, she said, I'm sorry, I wish I could help more. I know that I look younger than I appear, especially with a large hoodie on and large eyes, so maybe they figured I was only a teenager. And they both simply nodded and then stared more. Hey. I have to go, I said, good luck. With that, I turned and walked in the direction I came, not running. I just kept thinking they can smell fear. They can smell fear. Mm-hmm. And they can. I walked. I didn't reach for my phone. I just kept walking. I must have walked three or four blocks from my street when I turned around and headed back, heart pounding. I walked up my street, hesitantly looking for those damn kids and not seeing anything until I reached that house again. The porch light was on and the man was standing there with the door open, screen door closed, holding a baseball bat and shaking. Oh my God. Our eyes met and he jumped again. I looked at him confused until I realized when I looked at, until I realized what I looked like. One of those kids given my height and from a distance blurry figure. Um, did the kid sleep? I called out hoping my voice would help him relax into knowing I was just another person. The ones you were with earlier, he shouted back. Mm. I stepped closer and he jumped back again. No, the ones who were outside that talked to me for a few minutes. They wanted to call their mom. Did they leave? Do you know if they left? I could hear my own voice trembling and I think this is what broke his trance and hatred of me. I watched them walk away earlier. He pointed in another direction from which I had walked. I just, I feel uneasy. I won't let you in. I have to go home, I said. I don't go to my dad's often, so it makes sense that he wouldn't recognize me, even in the dark. But I walked home, determined to make it. I got there safe, no freaky things. I locked the door. I sat in the kitchen for a long time, afraid to go to my room where there is a huge window, and afraid to see what might be looking at me. The scary part is, last night there was a knock at the door. It was 11 or so. I didn't answer because my father asked me not to. Said this late, it was no one he wanted to talk with. But I can't help feel uneasy about it. Yeah. Same. <clears throat> honestly. Oh, that's scary. Well, I feel like I've had like two heart attacks today. <laughs> recording this. Never again. You know what? This is no longer a paranormal 
and true crime podcast oh it's just God. true because jesus why does weird crap always happen to us when we're in the middle of a spooky story when did the printer thing happen that i feel like that might have been listener juice too was it maybe (laughs) i don't know that was terrifying not so much for you but for me because i literally can't see over this yeah desktop i knew exactly what it was it was just more funny to me (laughs) goodness so if you see a kid at your porch call 911 exactly don't let him in swiper no swiping <laughs> okay. And if you hear your 13 year old girl burp in the hallway, don't freak out and think it's a man. <laughs> don't call 911. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't wait to listen back to that. I want to. I want to know if they can hear it. Yeah. Because what if it sounds just like a burp? I know. And we're <laughs> and like, we're oh my God. It. <laughs> well, the thing is, guys, like we have on headphones, so everything sounds like super like muffled and distorted. Yeah. To us. Things sound very different. Yeah. So. <laughs> sorry for all the sorry. laughing. And I know. <laughs> sorry for my mispronunciation of whatever I said. I'm mortified. <laughs> what if I said it right? <laughs> I don't know. We'll go back and listen. <sighs> okay. On to your story. Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to take a brief break. All right. Awesome paranormal story, Alyssa. Thank you. Um, so today in typical Brooke fashion. Um, I've got, I guess, kind of a mystery or not really a mystery because it's pretty clear what happened. Um, But it's just one of those stories that just kind of make you say, hmm, Hmm. and you just kind of feel helpless. You know, for some reason, those are the stories that stick with me. So if you guys like these kind of stories, hopefully you'll enjoy this one. Well, it's not really enjoyable, though. It's just really unpleasant. Um, But it's interesting, and um, it needs to be heard, and it needs to be put out there more. So we'll go ahead and get started. Wait, before we get started, will Mm -hmm. you hand me that blue blanket behind you? Yeah. Um, It's actually a towel. I don't care. Okay. Wait, I've got a blanket. Here, talk to the people while I grab something. (laughs) Hi, people. What's up? Brooke got a pool. She has a boat and a pool. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> if you didn't hear in our other um, episode, and I was talking about Brooke's pool, I mean, not pool, her boat, she now has a, uh, a pool for her boat. Um, a pool for my boat. <laughs> I'm going to put a boat in there. Somebody actually said that. They're like, so can we put the boat in there? <laughs> but we probably could. But... It's, it's a huge pool. Is this a robe? Yes. Oh, I figured that'd be better than a towel. <laughs> you gave me that towel over there. It's a blanket, but... Well, I know, but it's a towel. <laughs> I guess I'll just wear it like a robe then. Are you cold? Yeah, it's it's really cold in here. All right, sorry about that. Okay. If you so, hear booming, it's just me putting on a robe. Well, and I'm trying to adjust my microphone here. All right, so... um. Again, it's just kind of a story that just kind of leaves you feeling 
helpless and like, oh, it's tragic. All right, so today I will be covering the death of Lavina Johnson. 19-year-old Lavina Lynn Johnson was an E3 in the United States Army. Lavina was born to Dr. John Johnson, a service veteran, and Linda Johnson. Lavina was born on July 27, 1985, and she grew up in Florescent, Missouri. 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 Uh, Lavina was a small five foot one, just a small girl, um, honor student, and she enlisted in the Army immediately after graduating from Hazelwood Central High School in 2004. So she was, a, well, she would have been a year older than I am. Lavina was one of five children, and she felt that she should pay her own way through college. She Aww. really wanted to go through college, and she was just like, Mom and Dad, you know, you've got a lot of kids. I don't want to put this burden on you, you know, to have to pay for me to go to school. I'm going to go through the military, and I'm going to pay for my own college. She mm-hmm. just felt like it was a good idea. Um her parents were hesitant about her going into the military, mm-hmm. but she was just super determined and thought that it seemed like a good way to pay her way through school. Well, yeah, so. I mean, it's like practically free. I mean, it is, right? It is free. So um, she was just like a super independent type, and she was going to do anything her, she put her mind to, which is pretty cool. Definitely. Yes. Um, not to mention, she just really liked the idea of carrying on the family tradition yeah and taking after her father you know and she thought the world of her father yes so lavina was deployed to iraq and she was stationed in balad she had been there for just eight weeks before her death on july 19th 2005 this was just eight days before her 20th birthday oh no i know Lavina was the first woman from Missouri, or Missouri, 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 <laughs> um, to die in Iraq. It was the what? She was the first woman. The first woman to wow. from Missouri to die in Iraq. Oh, okay, yeah. Lavina was very close with her family, and she wrote home often. Many of her letters described the way that the women were talked down to in the military, and. She said that they just weren't taken seriously like the men mm-hmm. were. Um, she said how the females were called derogatory de- derogatory names, and a lot of the men would even call them soul, like S-O-L, um, basically meaning like half of a soldier. Jesus. Isn't that mean? That's so terrible. Um, I think, unfortunately, being a minority and a female, she was black and female, Probably didn't work very much in her favor, unfortunately, sadly. Um, Her parents were super concerned about the things that she would tell them about Mm -hmm. how she was being treated. And they suggested that she should find a battle buddy, which is essentially just another soldier that she could kind of confide in and someone that wouldn't leave her side. Right. So I think that's a great idea, especially for for a woman. Oh, definitely. So, um, Lavina just wasn't thrilled by that and she didn't go through with it. You know, like I said, she was just independent. She just wanted to do her thing and not have to count on anybody else. Yeah. Well, just, it's okay to count on other people sometimes. Absolutely. Not for everything. No. But for, you know, important things. Yeah. I, I get that, though, because I feel like I'm kind of that way. Oh, you definitely are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, nobody's going to help me. I'm going to, you know what I, I will mean? suffer alone exactly. forever. If I have to do it myself, I will do it myself. Yeah. Um. 
So, unknown to her family at the time of her death, Lavina had already been sexually assaulted by another soldier during her time in Iraq, and she was being treated for an STD. Oh, man. This seems like to be a trending topic. Terrible. That is just heartbreaking. That makes me worry for, like, my sister, who's in the Navy. But Amanda is so strong. Oh, Amanda. She will beat somebody's ass. ass. For sure. (laughs) But it still is worrisome. Absolutely. I mean, like, though my sister is so strong. Yeah. You know, men, they just have a way of doing that kind of shit. And I'm sure this girl was very strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... So, um, July 17th, Lavina called her parents and spoke to her mother. This was the last time her family ever heard from her. No. I know. Her mom says that she was in good spirits and that she was excited about the possibility of being able to come home for Christmas. Oh. I know. She told her mom not to de- decorate the tree without her because that was one of her favorite things to do. That's so sad. Yes. That is such a special moment, too. Like, I don't know if your family did this, but every year when I was a kid, leading up until, like, me and my siblings moved out of the house. It was, like, the tradition. Oh, yeah. And every year we had somebody different. We'd always put an angel on top of our tree. Mm -hmm. And every year we would take turns doing it. Yeah. No, it wasn't, like, a big deal when I was growing up. I feel like Mom just kind of did it because she was so anal about, like, where things went, (laughs) which is me. I'm like, I pull that tree out, I put it up, and I put the decorations where I want them to go. Well, see, we would decorate the tree, but I'm pretty sure my mom would spruce it up. Oh, yeah. Like, after we had gone to bed or whatever. Yeah, she'd be like, I don't like that there, I'm going to move this. Or she would be, we'd put something somewhere, and she'd be like, actually, put that over there. But, you know, she wanted us involved with it, so... That's awesome. I understand that's a very special thing to do. Yes. So um, the last time they heard from her was July 17th. In the early morning hours of July 19th, 2005, Lavina's parents received a visit from two soldiers. They were there to tell them that Lavina had died, and they said that she had committed suicide. Her parents were immediately suspicious. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like all parents are like, no, not my baby. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to believe that their loved one committed suicide. But in this case, the further along we get, it becomes absolutely apparent that this was no suicide. No suicide. So, um, as more information came in about Lavina's death, her parents started to get a more clear picture of the events that transpired that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Lavina got off work sometime between 4 and 5 p.m., um, but she never made it to her physical training appointment. At 1.20 a.m., her body was found laying flat on her back in her tent in a pool of blood with her hand covering her face. Also, guys, we will be posting these photos probably to our Facebook and Instagram. Um, We will be, you know, posting our little disclaimer, like, Mm -hmm. you know, don't don't scroll trigger warning yeah Yeah. absolutely because it's not pretty to look at um so she's lying in the tent um in a pool of her own blood with her hand covering her face so a m16 assault rifle was off in the distance a bit away from her and some scattered burnt papers were lying next to her and you can see all of this and i've already labeled it on the pictures so you can kind of see yeah, it's it, and just let me go ahead and say this. I'll kind of get further into it, but um, the assault rifle mm-hmm. was like 
pretty far. I mean, looking at the pictures, I'd say a good six to eight feet away from her body. So, like, she definitely didn't do it. <clears throat> uh, right. Right. <laughs> like, if you're going to act like somebody committed suicide, let's not let's put the gun a little bit closer to the person. <laughs> Drop it next to them or something. Exactly. Yeah. So, after an autopsy was done, Lavina's death was officially ruled a suicide by the Army. So, uh. the Army did her autopsy. That should be illegal. I feel like it should be, too. Yeah. Um, so... The Army claims that Lavina was depressed over a breakup with her boyfriend of only two months and that she burned letters from him. And then she committed suicide by firing the M-16 assault rifle into her mouth. Their autopsy reported that Lavina had no serious injuries besides the fatal gunshot wound. Was it in her head? Let me tell you. Okay. So here's when things start getting weird. The two soldiers who found her reported that they heard explosions coming from her tent, which prompted them to go take a look and see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And when they went inside, there were two still burning fires next to her body. Okay. The army recommended that the family had should have a closed casket funeral because of the gruesome shape that Lavina's body was in. But the Johnson family was like, no, I don't think so. Like, no, we're not doing that. We want to see our baby. Like, no, we're not doing a closed casket. But the army was adamant, like, no, you need to do a closed casket. Well, the family didn't. Good. Yeah. So they decided on an open casket funeral anyway. And this is when they began to see several more uh, just discrepancies with Mm -hmm. the army story. Um, So just fair warning, guys, this gets extremely descriptive and it could be triggering for certain individuals. So before I start, um, if anything, you know, descriptive, gruesome scenes, things like that bother you, you should go ahead and probably um, just skip or turn this off. So here we go. I'm nervous. It's, it's, It's terrible. So... This is what her family noticed. Um, So, Lavina's face and head were in perfect condition, but her nose looked like it had been broken, which we later find out that plastic surgery had been done on Lavina's post-mortem body to conceal the broken nose. So, then how did they notice it? Well, okay, so from what I read... They noticed that it is, like, kind of shifted. Uh-huh. And I guess they tried to fix it, but it was still visibly, like, something was very wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, they do end up having a second autopsy, the family does, which yeah. I think is great. And that's when they realized that that, ha- that she had had plastic surgery. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's <clears throat> mortifying. Yeah. So, um... She had had plastic surgery post-mortem to conceal the broken nose. She had cuts and scratches all over her face, and her lips were busted. That definitely sounds like a gunshot wound to the head. Right. Get this. The only sign of a gunshot wound was a very small bullet hole that looked like it probably came from, like, a 9 millimeter handgun on the left side of her head. Okay. This ar- the, the army is saying she shot herself in the mouth. With an assault rifle. The only wound that could have come from a gun was a small, small 
gunshot wound on the left side of her head. And I'm going to go ahead and mention here, Lavina was right-handed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's assume I'm going to sit here and reenact this, okay? I'm mm-hmm. right-handed. Yeah. How am I going to shoot myself in the head on the left side with my right hand? Do, do this that. motion. Do this motion. It is not easy. No, it's at not. All. No. You would just... You t- go to the, the right, right side. side of your head. If you yeah. guys do this motion right now, it is very difficult. I can't even, I, I don't even think I'd be able to do it really if you're holding this gun. No, you wouldn't be able to. So, strange. Um, and so, clearly you would shoot yourself in the head with your dominant hand or your, I mean, you know, left-handed. Even think about that. Like, that makes no sense. You know? Yeah, on the it, left it, side. It makes no no sense at all. Um, I mean, even to shoot anything for that matter, you're going to do it with your dominant hand. You know what I mean? Like, Much less shoot yourself. You're, if you're about to kill yourself, I don't even think you're going to think like, like about which side you should do it on. Yeah. You're just going to instinctively pull it up it, where it feels exactly. like normal. Yes. Um, but again, the army had told her family that she had shot herself in the mouth with an M16. And just so you know, if you're not familiar with automatic weapons, if someone shoots themselves with an M16, I'm just going to assume that the scene would be very messy. Very gruesome. And a lot of her head would have been missing. Oh, for sure. Right? But as I said earlier, her head and her face were in perfect condition. Besides the one small gunshot wound to the left side of her head? Correct. So, so did it even like go through her skull into her brain? I I'm not sure. Let me see. We'll get a little bit further and see about that. Um, so all of this, of course, threw up more red flags to the family. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. An M16 is a large weapon, of course, as you can imagine. If you've never seen one, it's a it's a big weapon. Uh-huh. Um, so for someone of Lavina's five foot one stature. This seems like it would have been almost impossible to do to herself anyways, had she done that. Yeah. Um, So the army sent Lavina's body home in her military uniform and gloves to be buried in. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like they do that with most soldiers. Um, So her hands had... Or, I'm sorry, her gloves had been glued on to her hands. Why? Sketchy. Why? That, to me, screams cover-up. <laughs> like, DNA is under the nails, something. Literally, you send this girl's body home to her parents with her gloves glued to her hands. Where are they going to go? That is insane. If they're not... if. It's not like she's going to take them off. That makes no sense. So I would be fucking livid. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. Oh, my God. So, Lavina's dad asked the funeral director if this seemed like a normal thing to do. And even the funeral director was like, absolutely not. Uh, I don't know anything about that. And I know that Don't glue something to a dead body. No. So... Cover up. I mean, absolutely. Definitely. Cover up. Jesus. Um, so, Lavina's dad was finally able to get his hands on the autopsy report, and this was several months later. And the second one or the first one? Um, 
we're still in the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we're just mentioning the things that they noticed okay. about her at the funeral home. So, this is the military's autopsy report. He discovered that the Army did not conduct a rape kit and that no fingernail scrapings were ever taken. They didn't even consider the possibility that foul play was involved because, and I quote, it did not look like there were was any evidence of a struggle. <laughs> Let me just stop right there. Let me just stop right there. There was no evidence of a struggle. Yeah, okay. With all the scratches on her. But and they then... didn't report any of that in the autopsy. But then you send her body to her parents and they see this. And I'm sure that's why they said closed casket. Yeah. You know what they I mean? They didn't want them to see her. But yeah. of course you're going to want to see your child. Of Do you course. really think they're going to go for that? Okay, I'm just going to say, like, what a horrible cover-up. Yeah. Like, what a horrible cover-up. Oh, it's up. bad. And it, that's scary, kind of, because this is our military, it and is. they're over here thinking that mm-hmm. nobody's going to ask questions or notice anything mm-hmm. odd. Yeah. So it was evident to the family that the medical examiner who conducted the autopsy had already determined the death to be a suicide beforehand. I mean, he's just like, suicide, you know, quick little here and there, you know, and we're done. It's a suicide. Open Ridiculous. So at this point, the family decides that they're going to hire their own criminal investigator. Good. uh, Go parents. Yes. um, To look into the case. So, after months of back and forth with the Army and them refusing to give up any information whatsoever, the family was finally given the case documents, which included some crime scene photos. But they had to fight for it. Yeah. The Army's like, no, we're not giving this up. Like, how shitty. if, if If you have nothing to worry about, why not do it? Exactly. Exactly. So, something was super fishy here. When the photos were finally released to the family... The quality of the the quality of the photos was just garbage. Um, they had been copied. They were in black and white. They were super pixelated. This is what the family family gets. Oh, you know, thank you yeah. for that. So, um, even with this terrible quality, the family was still able to see that what the army was telling them had happened was not at all consistent with what they believed happened. Yeah, and it made it very clear that this was all a big cover up. Um, the photos showed bruises, scratches on her body, um, and teeth marks even, like bite marks on her torso. Um, she also appeared to have been beaten. I guess she did that all to herself yeah, before committing suicide. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, do you, ha- um, you, you don't have to say who it is now if you do, but do you have like a suspect? No. No? Really? As I said earlier, typical Brooke fashion. I'm going to leave you with a whole lot of nothing. Great. (laughs) I know. Heartbreaking. So, um... (laughs) Sorry. I lost lost, uh, track here. All right. So, even though there was a dead woman found in a tent with a gunshot wound and consistent with a suicide, severe trauma to her body, no suicide note, no recovered bullet or casing. No gunshot residue on her hands. The bullet that... the It wasn't there. Okay, yeah, that makes no sense. No gunshot residue on her hands. And a trail of blood found outside the tent 
The Army claimed that she was just depressed and unstable days before her death and that her death was a suicide. So what, did she closed. commit suicide and then walk out of the tent to leave a trail of blood and then come back and lay down? Absolutely ridiculous. Great story, military. Right. I, it makes me sick. Yeah. So. Also, ba- why the fuck was her hand covering her face? How do you kill yourself and then your your hand just cover your face? Yeah, the whole thing is strange. You'll have to look at the um, the uh, crime scene footage. Okay. I'll show you. So the family ended up going to Congress, and after a two-year battle with the Army, the Johnsons were finally able to get that vital copy of the Army CD-ROM involving Lavina's death. The CD-ROM contained the original color photos of the crime scene, which made it all the more clear to the Johnsons that their daughter had been raped, beaten, and murdered, and that her crime scene was staged to look like a suicide to cover up for somebody on the base with a high rank. Great. Do, do we know who was sexually assaulting her? No. How do you know that she was being sexually that, assaulted? I, I'm not sure where that information came from. I wonder if they have a suspect, but they haven't released like a, that information. The Army yet. doesn't. Well, I mean, like, you know, whoever's investigating. investigating yeah. Their criminal investigator, Because, you know, sometimes they'll have suspects that they, they, they don't even tell you they have oh, a yeah. suspect. Yeah. They're just trying to get to the bottom of it before they right. release anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so... These showed photos that they had not been given before, showing that Lavina's back had been covered in mud and debris, consistent with her being dragged into the tent. Oh, my god! And you can see these online. I will post them. This poor girl. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. What a nightmare. I know. She had burn marks on her hands, which to me seems like, again, someone tried to destroy DNA evidence. So, the family was able to get a second autopsy done in 2007, which showed far worse trauma than we originally even knew about. Oh it gets worse. Um, you guys, again, it, it's going to get bad here. So, um, Lavina had severe bruising on her stomach. This part right here just gets me. Um, another horrifying discovery of the autopsy showed, oh, it's hard for me to even say, like, it's, it's bad, showed that a part of her tongue, a part of her anus, and a part of her vagina had been cut out. Sounds like suicide to me. I am just disgusted. Jesus Christ. So, um, quick clot had been used in those areas. And if you're not familiar with quick, uh, quick clot... It is frequently used in combat situations to get a large wound to stop bleeding. <clears throat> so the downside to quick clot is that it hardens as it dries, and it has to be surgically surgically removed from the wound. So they, someone had used this quick clot on these areas of her body that they had cut out. Okay. So I'm guessing that happened, like, before she died. Oh, yeah. I, I think this poor poor sweet girl was absolutely beaten and tortured and there there was absolutely no witnesses at all not any that have come forth at least they're probably horrified yeah like, well somebody's a monster somebody probably saw that and are yeah. were threatened to not say and i, I mean i'm gonna be honest i probably wouldn't say anything either because yeah. holy crap yeah it's it's yeah it's it's terrifying um her neck was <clears throat> also found to be broken and her body had been set on fire None of these things were mentioned in the Army's autopsy. 
So essentially the army is wanting us to believe that this woman beat the shit out of herself, <clears throat> burned herself, cut parts of her body out. Um, also, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this part. <clears throat> there was some sort of acid, acid poured on her genitals. Okay. So she not only cut these body parts out, burned herself, beat herself. Uh, she poured acid on her genitals, drug herself through dirt, broke her own bones, set her, her own neck. Yeah. Set herself on fire and then put a gun to her head and committed suicide. Are you kidding me? How is this even a thing? Uh, that's what I'm screaming. I mean, the forensic evidence, 1,000% points to foul play. It, one bazillion. Is there, is this still open? Is this still an open case? Oh, no, it's closed. The army will not open it back up. <laughs> Somebody call the president. I mean, I'm <laughs> saying. holy shit. Yeah, and the army just expects us to accept that. No, we don't. No, we do not. And no one should. It is completely just devastating and heartbreaking and inexcusable. I'm like speechless. Yeah. That's fucking horrifying. It breaks my heart. You know she was screaming. Uh, Yes. You know know. people heard. Absolutely. I'm sure they're terrified. They're all probably traumatized Mm -hmm. too. Oh my God. The army is just like, well, this is what happened. Accept it. We're done here. And I'm sure didn't expect the family to investigate like they have. What? How could they not? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if, God forbid, something happened to my child, mm-hmm. I would definitely be looking at oh, his body yeah. to make sure that I what would. they're telling me is right. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, to this day, the Army stands by their investigation conclusion that she committed suicide and refuses to reopen this case. So, here's what I'm asking of all of you guys listening. Let's keep talking about this case. Let's get her name out there. Yes. Um, We, as Americans, need to know what happened to her. Her parents need to know what happened to her. Mm -hmm. We need to know who exactly the Army is protecting, and they need to suffer the consequences for those horrendous actions. They need to be put to death. Absolutely. That's terrorism. There is a vicious killer somewhere that should be behind bars. And and who's he going to do it to next? Exactly. Or she, I guess. And those who are helping conceal what happened to her, they should be right behind bars with this person. Literally everybody Mm -hmm. who knows anything should be Mm -hmm. behind bars. I just find it incredibly insulting to her family and to her that they think they can get away with this. It's like they came up with that, like, in five seconds. Yeah. Accept it. This is what it is. And the the person who did the autopsy? Yeah. Prison. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was 100% in on it, too. Oh, for sure. That's why my thought absolutely is somebody very high-ranking did this. Oh, definitely. And they're like, nope, can't tell on this person. Um, yes, yeah. you fucking can. And yeah. you should. Her family just deserves peace, you guys. Um, she deserves for people to know the truth. Like, yeah. especially everything. that Can you imagine enduring all of that? I, I can't. And just so insulting to this woman who is deceased. Mm-hmm. She committed suicide. That just, it blows my mind. It Yeah. This mm-hmm. whole thing. Blo- I've seen articles about this. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, you know, seen people, like, share it and whatnot. And I... 
I don't always read articles on mm-hmm. Facebook because sometimes it can just like ruin your whole day. Oh yeah. But I I remember the acid part. I remember mm-hmm. somebody like making a status about that, mm-hmm. and um, again, I didn't clearly know. covering up DNA evidence. So, I'm speechless. There are um, a lot of online petitions that you guys can sign if you find it in your heart to do so. I think we should do that. Um, petitions out there just to force the army to reopen the case. Um, yeah. So um, sign them, guys. Put um, a different fucking yeah. corner or whatever. Yeah. Share articles if you see them on Facebook. I think she deserves that. She fucking 100% mm-hmm. does. She put her life on the line for us. And she was backstabbed by the same organization that she pledged her life to. And essentially was just discarded like trash. Like she meant absolutely nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't a human. Lavina Johnson, guys, she did and does matter. So let's get her name out there. Let's do everything we can so people don't forget this and that people know about this. And that somebody is held accountable. Should we like post a some petitions yeah Yeah, i think we we should should do that yeah we should link some petitions you guys sign them and just get her name out there god i cannot believe that it just leaves you with just such a sick feeling in your stomach yeah i wonder how many other people you know in the same whatever are dealing with the same kind of sexual assault that she was dealing with unfortunately i i think it's fairly common with female soldiers and that is so scary probably especially like when they're deployed exactly because what are they going to do that is so horrifying it it really is and and, you know besides this and besides you know obviously bad things happen out there i do absolutely have a respect for our military you know and um i'm not in any way shape or form trying to you know, not give you guys the credit that you deserve, you know, the good ones out there. Just like there's good this, there's good that, you know, I know a lot of you guys, I'm I'm so very thankful, so very thankful. Um, But whoever this person is that did this deserves the worst of the worst. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said. But yeah, that's it. Lavina Johnson, guys. Wow. We'll be posting some petitions. We'll be posting the pictures. Again, if it's hard for you to look at things like this, just don't. Just don't. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I think it was a pretty good episode. I'm still in shock mm-hmm. that somebody could do mm-hmm. that much to that poor girl. Ugh. She was just trying to go to school. 19 years old. She was a baby. Um, yeah, a baby. Just experiencing life, you know what I mean? And 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 like I said, I mean, she put her life on the line for all of us. Just to be discarded. Like, she was nothing. I wonder if this is my thought, too. If possibly, um, maybe it's the same person that had sexually assaulted her. If maybe she planned on telling. Yeah. And they're the ones that did this could have been this honestly probably why she didn't have a battle buddy too yeah because i mean i'm sure if it was happening to her it was happening to other people Mm -hmm. and i'm sure like the talks of it Mm -hmm. that's probably what she was scared of happening i think this kind of thing happens like i said to a lot of women but i think to men too oh and the men don't talk about it oh no no no. yeah not as often but you guys 
I, I don't know. I've... Jesus. That poor girl. That poor family. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine what they must be feeling. Condolences to you all. Um, I'm so sorry. Me too. But we're going to do something. Yeah. I mean, we have almost a thousand people in our group. If I mean, if all of them, mm-hmm. most of them could sign it. Mm-hmm. We'll try to make little little moves to, you know, help if we can. So, good grief. So that's it, guys. Um, looking forward to episode eight. Um, I think it's episode nine. We'll release our next listener juice. Yes. So send in your listener stories, paranormal, mm-hmm. true crime, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to our Gmail at don't drink the Jones juice at gmail.com and make sure that in the subject you put listener juice and then, you know, whatever kind of subject you want, just so we can better filter out our email. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at, uh, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice mm-hmm. and Instagram at is it, it's don't drink the Jones juice. Yeah. yeah. All, you know, all one big long word all run together. Also check out our merch store, um, yes. storefrontiercom slash don't drink, the don't Jones drink juice. the Jones yes. juice. We've got some awesome stuff in there, guys. I'm so super stoked. Um, some really cool tie dye shirts that mm-hmm. I'm just uh, so excited about. <laughs> I'm stoked to get that one. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, and like we've said before in episode six, because of, you know, COVID-19 mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh, sh- it probably will take a while to get your, you know, merch because they're, you know, half-staffed and mm-hmm. they have, you know, more, you know, like a protocol they have to go through. So to many make employees. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. So you will get it. You it will get it. may take two or three weeks. <laughs> it might take a while, yeah. <laughs> but you will get it for sure. And it would mean a lot to us. If we had people walking around wearing our merch. And thank you to all that have purchased. I have been super pleased and just shocked by how many people are supporting us already. Yeah. A lot of people have bought some merch and we are just so thankful for that. Yes. We honestly didn't think that our podcast would do this well so early on. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Um, And then... um, I guess you'll already know the winner of our contest when this comes out, but we're about to do it right now. Yes. <laughs> so I know you've been waiting. I posted on the Facebook page like two hours ago that would be doing it in an hour. So <laughs> we're going to get on that after we, uh, <laughs> close off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I guess tune in next week for episode seven, eight. eight. Yep, eight. <laughs> You're behind. <laughs> yeah, you were, uh, early last week. Oh, so. Yeah. 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 Do that. All right, well, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. Bye.